Hi, everyone. I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I fail to solve an ARG, and Marn tells me what I should have done instead. Yeah, and this week we are going to talk about Tron Legacy. Have you seen Tron Legacy, Andrew? I saw Tron Legacy ages ago. It was a... uh, I was on the like movie committee at uh at my college and so we did a screening of it one year when it was in it was in that like hey kids back when DVDs existed there was a weird limbo between when a movie was in theaters and when it would come out on DVD now it just goes to streaming um but when it was in that limbo we'd get movies to screen for people and so we did it once there so I saw it as it meant to be seen um in a college auditorium that's wild I saw it in theaters in middle school, and I remember absolutely none of it. Uh, I've never seen the first Tron. I went to see Legacy in theaters, I think, because a boy that I had a crush on in middle school wanted to see it. You just told me that you saw a movie that I thought came out while I was in college while you were in middle school. And my bones turned to wait, dust. Hold we on. must have we must have seen it late because there's no way that timeline does not work out. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. No, I would have been in high school, so that's wrong. Why do I remember seeing it? I at have least like, in 2010. It was my yeah, freshman 20, year of college. Yeah, yeah. 2010. I would have been in high school. Um, why do I remember seeing it in middle school? I think I, I think my memories are of this are conflated with the. Uh, the Star Trek movie, which I also saw because a guy I had a crush on was to see it. <laughs> Just into dudes that like Star Trek, huh? Or a sci-fi. <laughs> Fucking apparently. <laughs> I, right, well, I do like distinctly remember seeing this because like either someone who I was into or like a friend really wanted to see it and like was a big Tron fan and I like had not seen the original Tron, but I was like Sure, I'll go. It sounds interesting. Um, and, like, didn't understand half of the movie. <laughs> well, you just used a phrase that's never been said before, which is a huge Tron fan. <laughs> um, we got a couple questions that came in. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Marn, two of these are back-to-back. I'm going to fuse together. Uh, Millie has a question, and Danny have a question. Uh, Millie says, what zany computer-related word would your Tron Sona have as your name? And Danny says, if you were associated with one neon color, what color would it be and why? Uh, Marn, what's your Tron Sona look like? Oh, God. I mean, neon green, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, what is my Tron Sona's, like, funny, funny name? That's a that's an excellent question. So I want to be Baja Blast Blue Green, whatever, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, whatever color you want to call that. I don't know if it's blue or green to you. Um... But then I want my name to be a very modern computing term. I want to be like uh, terabyte or ray tracing or something new so that uh, old Tron characters are just like, you're, you're what? <laughs> what do you mean really terabyte? Funny. We got to terabytes? <laughs> That's really good. I like that a lot. Um, I think mine would be one of like the art related things like cmyk and then they would have to try Ooh. and figure out how to pronounce that as a name come here kimmick <laughs> <sighs> oh, hell yeah uh iris writes in and says more movies should be elaborate film length music videos the way that tron legacy was for daft punk correct if you had the power to wish one of those into being what would it be 
What what band? What the setting? General vibe? If you could do a movie that is basically just a music video, what would it be? Um. Now, are they actually still making that Coheed and Cambria miniseries or whatever the fuck they were gonna do? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. That's my uh, Coheed and Cambria is a real blog blind spot for me. Hold on, I gotta Google this Coheed and Cambria TV show. I don't. I genuinely don't remember what it was supposed to be. They were like <laughs> making a movie or a TV show or something, and that was like, yeah, they. I think they would like. I think that would translate really well. I mean, it's already comics. And the comics are really good mm-hmm. um, for, like, being based on Coheed and Cambria, you know. Coheed and Cambria is a, a band that I don't know or understand, but people keep saying things like, oh, yeah, there's the comics based on Coheed and Cambria. And it just kind of washes over me. And I'm like, yeah, of course they got comics. <laughs> yeah, I you know. The, the, the problem is that I, I read Coheed and Cambria in the same vibe as, like, Mumford and Sons. Um, oh, okay, interesting. They're they're clearly not, uh, but I think I don't know. My mental image of them is Mumford and Sons with a lore, and I know that that's absolutely not what they are. But no, yeah, they're they're a prog band that does like space opera y stuff. I think I, I feel like that would be my pick. I mean, the other one kind of already exists. Are you aware of a uh, of Sturgill Simpson's like visual? album sound and fury that is like a netflix anime no it's really good huh it's yeah um friend of the show fleur recommended it to me like a while ago but it's um like a hard rock album that uh got like a full length anime set to it and it fucking rips. <laughs> it's really good. It's like car racing in the dystopian apocalypse. <laughs> like exactly what you would hope it would be. Oh, that's basically. cool. That's, that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, everybody go watch Sound of Fury. <laughs> With that in mind, I feel like uh, Mad Max Fury Road is also basically this oh, for yeah. Junkie XL. Yeah, no, that's so true. Um, but I, if I was going to put one of these together, I think it, I would want it to be um, probably some... So in the same vein that like Samurai Champloo is an anime series that is about two anachronistic things coming together. You've got hip hop with mm-hmm. Samurai in a way that works well. I'd want to do something kind of like that with a band, probably like a like a math rocky style rock group like mass of the fermenting dregs um yeah that'd be cool i think you could do a cool vibesy samurai story built around that or you could probably find a different movie to make it with but i think that something like that could be cool yeah that would rule i uh (laughs) i was very into like musicians who did visual albums back in like high school and, and middle school so this is like very much a kind of thing I think about a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I was re-listening to Demon Days over the weekend. Hey, did you know Gorillas is like a great band? <laughs> 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 did you know that Demon Days is like an incredible album? <laughs> yeah, Demon Days is a 
Yeah, it holds up really well. It holds up so well. It was like the first time I'd listened to it in like several years. And I was like, holy shit, why am I le- not listening to Diva Days constantly? This album rules. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that- Feel Good Ink is kind of a meme, but come on, y'all. <laughs> That was uh, on a very different genre. I had a bit of, I had the same response. I got, um, um, I got Fleetwood Mac's Rumors on vinyl. Oh uh, shit! Because uh-huh. I was like, yeah, I know like a couple songs in here that are great. And then as I was listening to the entire album, I was like, oh, I didn't know this song was Fleetwood Mac. I kind of just thought this song was just like birthed into the earth you know like in the same way that a lot of old music you're just like i don't think of them as a band i just think of like that's the music Mm -hmm. that exists that was made when the rocks were soft and the mountains were formed um and i just had that experience like seven times listening to rumors and i was like damn fleetwood max is the best this is the best album of all time yeah uh it's just rumors is awesome (laughs) (laughs) it's just like wall-to-wall like iconic shit it literally is. I have a copy of Rumors in my car that I got for a dollar at a flea market, and it's Hell like yeah. one of the best single human dollars I've ever spent. I think pound to pound, dollar to value, I don't think you can do better than that. Literally, yeah. For me, it's a four disc album with no B sides. Like, oh shit! Or not four, two disc, but with the four. You know what I'm? You know, yeah, 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 vinyl's yeah. weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um. Well, all right. Now that we've uh, the fully, there we go. Hold on. I wanna, I wanna techno. Uh, I want Tron, but the music <laughs> is Fleetwood Mac. By the way, the the Tron Legacy soundtrack genuinely like is a banger. It's really mm-hmm. good. There are tracks from it that I still listen to. Yeah, that there are a couple uh, like movie albums that just oh, legitimately yeah. stand on their own as good albums. That. Um, my my wife listens to the uh, the Great Gatsby soundtrack a lot, which is ooh interesting. It is not my style of pop, but if you do like that style of pop, it's a real good album. Yeah, I remember that movie having a good soundtrack. Um, I uh, hey y'all, Daft Punk is a good band. <laughs> not, <laughs> not sure if you knew about this. <laughs> uh, they still together? They still moving around? They still moving? Yeah. And moving? Check out Get Lucky, Song of the Summer. Song of the Summer, baby. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Marn, I'm up all night to listen to you tell me about the Tron Legacy arc. What do you say we get into it? Yeah, let's do it. So this uh, this arc ran July 2009 through December 2010, uh, which we both were surprised about looking at the timeline. But there was a there was quite a break in between uh, what they call Phase 1 and Phase 2, um, and then also a break between Phase 4 and Phase 5. Okay. So really, it kind of ran... There was like a Comic-Con event, and then it picked back up in February, uh, and then ran like February 2010 through July 2010, and then paused, and then picked back up in October, uh, because the movie came out in December 2010. Okay. So lots of lots of like phases of activity and then kind of like months of no activity and then it would pick back up again. Cool. I yeah. I like that schedule for an arg. I, I like it when there's a bit of I don't know, it's cool when things go dormant for a while and then come back. I feel like you get that a lot less these days. 
Yeah, you get that I, a lot less planned, I think. I think is the more... I think you get a lot of like, oh, fuck, I got to go on hiatus. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you see that the air's fire now? Uh, I got to go on hiatus for a little bit. Let me come back in a while. Yeah, I agree. And like, it, you could also feel that they kind of like very much planned it around when like Comic-Con stuff would be happening and they would be like dropping trailers and stuff. Okay. Which is like interesting to me. Um, it was done by our friends, 42 Entertainment. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, the same people who did uh, Why So Serious and Year Zero and I Love Bees. You know them, 42 Entertainment. Yeah, if y'all need an intern, hit me up. (laughs) I don't know if they exist anymore. Well, it sounds like you could definitely use an intern then. Let me me write this ship. (laughs) Their their website still says copyright 2016. Well. Oh, well. So it started at uh, 2009 Comic Con. I almost said 2019. It was like, wait, no, it was it was way earlier than that. Um, during Comic Con weekend, uh, 2009, a bunch of movie websites uh, got a little package in the mail to promote Tron Legacy, uh, and it was arcade tokens for Flynn's arcade. Um, which were like legitimately like custom engraved arcade tokens, which is very cool. That's uh, cool. And a flash drive that had an animated GIF showing lines of CSS code. Okay, uh, cool. There were four of these sent out, and when you put the GIFs together, uh, you could crack the code, and it would lead you to FlynnLives.com. Okay. Flynn is the um, Flynn is Jeff Bridges, right? Yes, Flynn is Jeff Bridges' character who gets like sucked into uh, the video game. Actually, well, on the website it says uh, it has a picture Flynn of is Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Bridges. <laughs> yeah, and it says genius, visionary, modern hero. That is Kevin Flynn. He came into our lives and showed us the limitless possibilities of the future. And then all of a sudden, he in quotes disappeared. Some people believe he died. We don't. We know that Kevin Flynn lives. We're not crazy. We're not obsessed. We're not lunatics. We simply have followed the facts wherever they lead. And the facts tell us that Kevin Flynn lives. We are here for Kevin. Nobody can make us stop believing that he is out there, that he's waiting for us, and that he will return when the time is right. Hell yeah. Fanatical followers of the dead will one day rise. <laughs> one thing I do like about Tron Legacy is that like it establishes that the real, like, the real amount of time in between tron and tron legacy has passed in the in the movie yeah i i feel like there's a lot of sequel series it happens a lot more now than it did back then but where it's like star wars did the same thing where they were just like look we want to do a sequel to this thing we have to acknowledge that jeff bridges is 30 years older than he was when he filmed this but we need jeff bridges to be in this movie if anyone's going to give a shit about tron so i guess it has to have been 30 years huh yeah, and like the the site had a little like timeline on it that was like highlights of our movement. 1989, Kevin Flynn alleged to disappear. 1990, sightings of Kevin Flynn by ordinary citizens, including high credibility level three sightings of Flynn. Oh shit, level three sign. I like that he's become a cryptid. Yeah, it's really good. I I do. I do love the take of, like, guy disappears into a computer and, like, a conspiracy community pops up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
it 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 also said in 2001 they offered a $5,000 bounty uh to anyone who could prove if Kevin Flynn is alive. Hell yeah. Uh by December 31st, alas, nobody had satisfied our jury and the money was spent on a great party for all of the Troniacs we know and love. That that <laughs> You feel like they just keep it open instead of being like <laughs> Y'all want to drink this? You'd think. Uh, they also had a bunch of, like, a media section with a bunch of, like, articles about the Tron Arcade game and uh, and Kevin Flynn with, like, theories on what had happened to him, including that he uh, fell off a yacht and drowned in the ocean. <laughs> Is that a... Which I that's- feel- yeah, oh, go I was going to say, I feel like that has to be a the Beast reference, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's what I was going to say. It feels like they're just doing a little wink over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were, like, stuff about, like, oh, his, uh, his company that he was, like, the CEO of, it seems like they're going to go out of business because, like, nobody knows where he went or, like, what's going on with him. Um, the... Website homeoftron.com was also found because it, uh, the phrase home of Tron appeared on the back of the arcade tokens. And so someone plugged it in, uh, as a website and they were like, oh, wow, that's a, that's a site. Um, <laughs> and it was a memorial site for Flynn's arcade, uh, that had like a little timeline of the history of the arcade. Um, and some, like, fan testimonials that, uh, that were just like, wow, Kevin Flynn was so cool, and Tron is awesome. (laughs) 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 Um, on July 23rd, during Comic-Con, uh, they opened, you know how it's been a thing in recent years that they have, like, little pop-up scavenger hunts and like immersive experiences at comic-con yeah so they had one of those and it was like flynn's arcade um they had like a little scavenger hunt uh on the flynn live site that was like meet us at like this cul-de-sac on this street corner you'll know you'll know who we are um (laughs) And so people went, they found a bunch of people in Flynn Lives t-shirts that, like, handed them maps and uh, UV blacklights, and <laughs> they were instructed to kind of, like, search the area around the convention center for evidence of, like, the Flynn Lives movement. Um, they found, like, different propaganda posters that when they examined them with the black light, uh, they had hidden codes on them that corresponded to like a grid that they were given. And then when you overlaid the grid on the map, uh, it like once you had found all of these posters and like their secret little symbols, uh, it formed a path on the map. Cool. Uh, and when they followed the path and reached the end of it, uh, they found, uh, Flynn's Arcade, uh, and it was a, like, fully done replica of Flynn's Arcade from the original Tron. Uh, it had working arcade cabinets. 
Hell yeah, they got joust. <laughs> yeah. They got joust? Mm-hmm. And uh, after a couple minutes of, like, people being able to walk around and, like, play the games, there was a quote-unquote <laughs> they, they power They the players outage. into a computer. Yeah, I mean, more or less, like, all of the lights went out, and, like, one of the walls of the arcade started to glow, and there was a secret door behind it. Uh, Hell yeah. That they could go through and see one of the, like, light cycles from the new movie. Um, and like the the teaser trailer for Tron Legacy, <laughs> which is very cool. That's sick. Yeah, that rules. I love when like they do shit like that to promote movies and TV shows at Comic Con. I'm I'm a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. They did that a lot for Westworld, where they did like a pop up saloon or whatever, and like let you go in and like be a Westworld guest. I yeah, I love the. <laughs> I feel like the fucking Michael Scott meme. Like, oh, I love <laughs> pop-up events with real-world locations. I'd, I'd love to be part of one someday. Yeah, uh, that that's it's such a cool thing. I like. I I live in Detroit now, so the pop-ups we get are like a forty-eight-hour uh, mom spaghetti restaurant uh, <laughs> themed like Eminem that gives everyone oh that eats there uh, stomach problems. Um, that's a real thing that happened a couple years ago. Um, I, I'd love to be part of some, I don't know, Capcom releases a new Ace Attorney game. We're going to do a, like, oh, shit, I walked into the real ass courthouse. Mm. There's a daft old man on the throne. Holy shit. Wild. So that was kind of where they left it for Comic-Con. Uh, they got to like, they they left like the arcade up for the rest of the weekend and you could like visit and play the games and see the light cycle. Um, and then and then nothing until February 2010. How many people do you think walked in and didn't realize that it was, they're just like, oh, cool, an arcade. <laughs> at, at least one person has to have been like, oh, shit, we have an arcade here. Went in, had a good night. The next night they went out and they were just like, hey, you know what? Went to someone they've been wanting to talk to for a while and they finally got up the courage. and They were like, hey, do you want to go out sometime? There's a really cool arcade near my house. I, I think we'd have a really good time together. Their person blushes. They say, you know what? Yeah, I've been wanting you to ask me for a long time. I think that'd be great. They all get ready. They go out, and now it's just a warehouse. That has to happen to someone, right? Someone got really excited about a new uh, arcade in their house, and it's just gone now. Almost certainly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that poor imaginary person. (laughs) I think they'll land on their feet, but... I think they'll be fine. So on February... 15th uh, a bunch of so this site says participants i would assume like movie reporters and like arg reporters uh got boxes in the mail from flynn lives uh and they each contained a bit uh from the tron movie uh they are like these things in the the original tron that are like you know cyber bits um, and they represent yes, no, and neutral uh, in their different shapes. Uh, okay. There's yellow, uh, red, and blue. And so a bunch of different people got different ones in the mail. Um, and all of the boxes had slash zero hour written on the inside lid. Uh, and going to... 
uh, flynnlives.com slash zero hour uh, revealed a binary countdown to 11 a.m. EST on February 24th. Okay. And on February 18th, uh, people started to realize that a message was slowly being revealed underneath the countdown. Um, just like little pieces of it started to be revealed. Okay. Uh, on the 19th, people started to realize that they were city names, uh, because enough letters had been filled in for people to be like, oh, that says like Orlando. Oh, that says London. Um, and it was a list of 27 city names around the globe. Hmm. Cool. Uh, on the 24th, uh, the countdown completed. Uh, an email from FlynnLives.com was sent out at 2 a.m. Uh, said, To all who passionately believe that Kevin Flynn, digital pioneer and legendary game designer, is still alive, listen up. Our last event at Flynn's Arcade was a call to arms for those of us who won't buy into NCOM-driven public propaganda about what happened. We're not crazy. There's more to the story than we're letting out. Today we have the chance to find out more, to get closer to the truth. We need your help. Prepare for the next phase of our mission. We need operatives in 25 different cities around the world on Wednesday, February 24th. Organize now! Also, the Flynn Lives website is about to launch private member profile pages to better organize our group. (laughs) And it had a little link to uh, set up your username and password. Okay. Uh, when the countdown ended, the website displayed a page with the 27 cities, a grid with 66 entries, and a list uh, with 66 slots for field operatives. Okay. Um, this is very, very similar to like the I Love Bees thing where people had to like call... Where it would like pop up the locations of payphones on the site, and it and people had to like call them to like activate the nodes. Like I feel like this is very similar. Yeah, this is really similar. Um, and then because it would like light up cities three at a time every hour, and then uh, a like a little message would pop up that said "Go now," and if you clicked it, it uh, would download a PDF explaining where you needed to go in that city cool that's sick yeah it's very cool (laughs) um and so all of the locations were arcade related so it was either like an arcade an arcade cabinet somewhere um and you would go and you would find someone with a flynn lives t-shirt and tell them a password uh that you were given from the file uh which then they would give you a mobile phone they would, I guess, just hand you a cell phone. Oh, yeah. Uh, and give you a number to call. Um, and then that, like, the person on the other end would tell you to, like, find a hidden package nearby and, like, give you instructions on how to find it. Um, and then, like, the packages would be stuff like a wallet full of like Flynn's arcades tokens, like newspaper clippings about Kevin Flynn or like collectible cards of the original Tron movie. Um, and if you entered, uh, the codes from the back of the trading cards onto the zero hour website, it would fill in the grid and basically be like, okay, like we did our thing in our city. That's cool. That's so cool. Cool. 
It's so cool. I love that 42 Entertainment, like, very consistently does the thing where they're like, okay, here's a big grid of cities, and, like, you have to fill it out by, like, actually physically going somewhere and, like, doing a task. Yeah, I love the... I mean, when you're working on something that far-reaching, you get the... um you get the option to do something like that. And I love how they capitalize on that and just say, you know what? Look, I'm willing to bet we got people in Toronto. I'm willing to bet we got people in Boston. I'm willing to bet that we got people all over that we can do something like this with. Um, and I, I, I love that they're able to just like pull this off. It's it's so cool. I feel like, did they also do this with The Dark Knight? They definitely also did like real life stuff with The Dark Knight. I, I think, what. yeah, they sent the truck around. The, the like... Oh, the yeah. campaign that one half arg half just like the campaign the the campaign van because uh <laughs> everyone in the u.s needs to know that a guy's running for district attorney in a tiny city in <laughs> illinois oh man but yeah this this does remind me a lot of like the the payphone nodes in uh in i love bees on like a slightly smaller scale which I guess is nice because they had already done that and they were like, yeah, we could definitely get people in like these 25 cities or, or whatever to like go out and, and do a task. Mm-hmm. So once the full grid was filled in, uh, the there was a little no bit below the grid uh, that turned into a yes bit. Uh, and if you clicked it, it would take you to a site uh, that showed a full size still from the movie. And uh, some information about Tron Legacy screenings in New York, Los Angeles, Toronto, London, and Sydney. Okay. Uh, that the players could get tickets for. That's cool. Yeah. Um, on the twenty seventh. Oh, uh, also, also important. Um. Players could get achievements on their on their profile oh, pages of the site. <laughs> I can get an achievement for my. Now we're innovating. I'm gonna go <laughs> yeah, play an they... ARG, and it's gonna affect my gamer score. <laughs> yeah, so they they added profiles to the site, and uh, the you could get achievement badges for like doing stuff in the ARG, which fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, you would get a badge if you, like, physically went and retrieved one of the packages uh, and entered the code, and you could get a badge for, like, getting a ticket to one of the, like, screeners. Um, also, on the 24th, players noticed that uh, there was a little icon on the Zero Hour page that started blinking repeatedly. Uh, okay. If you converted the blinks into binary values, mm -hmm. uh, it told you which... Uh, so the the little grid on the site was, like, interactive, uh, and it told you basically, like, which parts of the grid to flip in a particular order. Okay. Uh, and if you did this, it would reveal a secret forum on flynnlives.com. Sick. <laughs> awesome. We need more secret forums and args, I think. I, I agree. I, yeah, I agree. Uh, and it was a lot of posts from, like, 2008 and 2009. Um, the, like, the, the pinned post was, like, the ad, the forum admin being, like, I've wiped our previous forum and, like, done a new one because it was kind of a mess. Um, oh, why didn't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> 
We should have just <laughs> said that. Why didn't we do that? We should have just said that. <laughs> yeah. Instead of being like, man, it's going to look like we have no posts. Time to spend a long time making posts. We should have had one guy say, hey, I wiped our forum. We're starting over. <laughs> so true. Coke doppelgangers uh, have infiltrated. God. Um, and, a, and a bunch of the posts are people being like, whoa, I found this like weird website that has like a, a new light cycle design on it that's so wacky. Uh, <laughs> and people like showing off their fl- their Flynn Lives t-shirts um, and being like, I totally have evidence of like, I've cited Kevin Flynn and like stuff like that. You gotta, you gotta love an ARG forum. Truly. And through these, uh, through these posts, uh, several of them talked about, uh, Encom, which was the company from the first Tron that, like, Kevin Flynn was the CEO of. And there was one, uh, and there were a couple posts that mentioned it as, uh, Encom International. Um, and some players plugged that in as a website and found that ncominternational.com was a functional website. Okay. Uh, it was a corporate page, uh, like a corporate promo page that had basically like the timeline of like how NCOM was created and like what had happened after Kevin Flynn. Uh, it says on the page, abandons NCOM, leaving a confused nation to ponder his whereabouts. (laughs) 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 And, uh, it had some stuff that was like, hey, we make, like, laptop operating systems and handheld gaming systems, and, uh, we're developing a navigation system for... A, a space probe that's coming up and like here's our, our catalog of like all the different stuff that we make just you know just a just a regular regular corporate website mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. sinister definitely nothing not slurping people into the uh into the computer world <laughs> yeah for sure for sure not uh on the 25th uh so on, on February 25th, uh, tickets for the screenings that were like mentioned on the Zero Hour site uh, were released. People could pick them up. Um, on February 27th, they got to see like the new full trailer for Tron Legacy, and they were given te- like Flynn Lives t-shirts. And in March... So on March 8th, uh, Flynn Lives and... Like, the corresponding fan page on Facebook, which is a wild thing to say, uh, posted, like, a video recap of the, uh, of, like, the live event with, like, people going out and doing the scavenger hunts, uh, and people noticed that, uh, occasionally a, like, line of code would flash on the screen, and if you put them all together, uh, it would just give you like, a random line of code, but it also had net at the end, so people realized that they could pop .net on the end of that random line of code, and it would take them to a site with puzzles on it. Hmm. Cool. Uh, and it had a series of, like, puzzle boxes? 
Okay. I, I guess that's what this is gesturing at. It doesn't have like, it doesn't actually have pictures of what they were, but it says four clickable boxes produce four puzzles that once solved led to another website. So I'm guessing they were like online puzzle boxes. Um, and once you solve them, you would get uh, the website programglitchesque.net. Uh, which had the trailer that people had seen at the screenings uh, available for public download. Cool. Yeah. Which is, again, the same thing they did with uh, The Dark Knight. They had, like, a, a big scavenger hunt that, like, led people to uh, the trailer, and then they, like, put it up for download later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. It is. Um, on March 10th, uh com was updated with some new threads in the message boards um which mentioned that uh there was an encom press conference coming up uh and saying basically like hey like has anybody like seen this thing that's coming up like this is Kevin Flynn's company whatever um, and one of the threads included a link to arcadeaid.com, uh, which is a website for, like, restoring arcade cabinets. Uh, it had, <laughs> it had a little section for, uh, for Flynn fans being like, yes, we restore uh, your copies of Tron. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> So is is the idea here that and is it Encom? I keep wanting to say Enron. Is it that Encom is slurping multiple people into video games through Tron consoles, or is it just something that happened once? Which is weirder? <laughs> I think it's weirder if it only happened once. If it's just a guy that was like the cops call you one day and they're like, "Hey, we're." trying to track down a missing person um they they work and live in an an arcade and uh well it looks like you know their office is set up in a way that it looks like uh their your game was running and um there's a weird camera cannon thing pointed where a person would have been you wouldn't happen to know anything about that would you yeah, someone also, like, someone on the secret forum also, like, put up a PDF of, like, Encom's stock prospectus for 1990, like, the year after Kevin Flynn disappeared, uh, which is, like, we finally, like, figured out the source of our losses over the past few years. Kevin Flynn was siphoning massive development funds for a project that he didn't tell us about. Uh, anyway, we know <laughs> okay. that he went missing, and, like, the cops are taking care of it. Uh, stocks are up, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of funny that it's like, hey, our guy disappeared, uh, and we've stopped hemorrhaging money because of it. There's there's yeah. a case that they're, like, money laundering through that, just being like, hey, what if we blame it on the guy that disappeared? We're good to go. Uh-huh. But also, like, oh, well, thank God Kevin disappeared, because... <laughs> Jesus, we're in the green for the first time in years. He was doing a lot of shit. Kind of glad he developed an internet cannon that sucked him into the internet. (laughs) It's so good. I also just want to say I like the idea that there's someone in QA that was like, I told them it could suck someone in, and it's not my fault they didn't (laughs) 
track that bug down before they shipped. Look, I, I made a ticket. It's in Jira. Check Jira. I love how unfortunately real this stock prospectus sounds. With the search for Mr. Flynn safely in the hands of the appropriate law enforcement personnel, we have suspended our private search for his whereabouts. We now turn our attention to a new era of prosperity and financial security for our global company, Encom International. That is that is a business saying, we're glad he's gone. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Bozo. <laughs> Oh man! So uh, this this other site that was linked on the forum, uh, Arcade Aid, had uh, so they were like uh, a company that like refurbishes arcade cabinets. They also had um, a quote unquote video game quiz, um, which was a puzzle page that had a huge map uh, that had. 56 video game titles hidden visually in it. Okay. Um, that you had to guess. Hmm. Um, and if you got all 56 of them, uh, it would take you to a page that was just called Infiltrate. Oh, okay. This has like the full res of the poster. I was wondering if it would let me zoom in that far. Oh, yeah, yeah, there's, like, Call of Duty on the left, which is, like, a cell phone that, <laughs> with a speech bubble that says duty. This looks like the, uh, is this the theme song for Silicon Valley? Is that what this looks like? Oh, maybe. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. What are we looking at? We got two dragons. That's double dragon. There's burger time. We've got a frog saying R. It's frogger. Uh, what else are we looking at? Just scoot. Oh, there's Punch-Out. There's just one of the guys from Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> it's kind of fun. This is fun. Steve Jobs is hidden in the uh, bottom left. Not Steve Jobs. Um, yeah, Steve oh, Jobs. No, not Steve Jobs. What's, what's this nerd's name? Um, Bill Gates. Yes, Bill Gates. Thank you. <laughs> the other one? <laughs> the other one, yeah. Yeah, there's Burnout, there's Punch-Out, there's Call of Duty. I like how it goes fully Tron at the Hero. bottom. Yeah, I like that a lot. There's Burnout here near the bottom. Uh-huh. There's Asteroids. Yeah. There's NBA there's- Jam, a giant uh, oh my jar God. of jam with a basketball in it. I was trying to think. Oh, there's Metal Slug, which here's is a Metal fight. Slug. I think, okay, uh, if you look near, like, the middle of the map, then go down yeah. left a little bit, just just below uh, uh-huh. Blueberry J- or NBA Jam, right? Uh-huh. Pretty sure that's Dragon Ball Z, which is oh. not a video game, but there's definitely a dragon on a ball with Z on it. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there are video games, but it's not, Yeah. you know. Yeah. This is very cool. What is this Cobra in Soup? I was also wondering about that one. Chad, if you know what uh, Snake Gazpacho is, <laughs> please let us know. <laughs> this is going to consume me the entire rest of this call. Go ahead and keep going. Oh, there's there's Donkey Konga. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's a donkey playing the, the Konga drums. Oh, with the bongo drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I could look at this for quite a while. Yeah, I could. <laughs> this is us describing a visual image to people is great, I'm sure. <laughs> show notes <laughs> oh that's a golden axe that's golden axe those are some asteroids it's probably from asteroids uh-huh 
Um, so once, once, uh, once you named all 56 games, uh, you would get a link to a page called Infiltrate, uh, that would let you create your own NCOM ID badge that would be sent to you by mail. Sick. Yeah. Uh, you would also, (laughs) you would also get profile badges for identifying 30 games, 40 games, uh, 100%ing the game titles and, and printing your own ID badge. (laughs) Cool. I fucking love the idea that you could get achievements for this arc. I think more arcs should do this. They each all have a funny name and a icon too. Hell yeah, perfect. It's it's awesome. Uh so people designed their NCOM badges. They were indeed shipped to them by mail. Uh people started to get them about a week later. Uh they had they each had a QR code. Uh, that referred to the NCOM intranet. Um, and they came with a note that said, Dear quote-unquote NCOM employee, I've been cranking out these badges in my workroom behind Arcade Aid. Well, you don't know the half of it. I've also been working my magic on the NCOM system so that you can access it using the I- unique ID number on your badge. Your password is the same one you use over at flynnlives.com. Please note, only this number of pa- only this password ID combination will work. As I said, working my magic, but that's the furthest my magic will go. <laughs> this is the hardest I've worked since the first time I beat Astro Gutter back in 87. I was on that machine for three days straight. Still have the calluses to prove it. Time to take a break and play some Astro Gutter. Zach. <laughs> so... Oh, there is a picture of the badges. Oh, these are really cool. They're like little laminated uh, badges that have your photo that you uploaded uh, and your uh, like QR code. And it says Group 7 Clearance. Um, and on the back, it says uh, this badge is intended exclusively for NCOM employees with Group 7 Security Clearance. Uh, if the photo on the front differs in appearance from the person carrying it, please report the offending party to your superior at once. NCOM is serious about security. <laughs> That's really cool. It is. Uh, and people found that by scanning, uh, that by scanning the QR code, they could get to the NCOM, uh, an internet site. Um, but they could not uh 100% access it yet. Okay. Uh on March 24th, um uh, there was a press release put out by Encom. Uh says for immediate re- for immediate release, Alan Bradley to headline major Encom product announcement. Newly minted executive consultant Alan Bradley will introduce the latest addition to the Encom International Product Library on April 2nd in San Francisco. Uh, blah, 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 a bunch of stuff about NCOM. Bradley, uh, started as a security systems engineer and was named CEO in the 1990s after Flynn's disappearance. Uh, Alan Bradley would take the stage at 8 p.m. in Justin Herman Plaza on April 2nd to unveil the next generation in NCOM innovation. Okay. Yeah. Um,. And people found this uh, through a pop-up on the site that said, Stay tuned for impending press conference. On April 2nd, Alan Bradley will deliver the keynote address at at our San Francisco press conference, during which we will unveil the latest addition to our family of products. Okay. 
And there was a new thread that popped up on the secret forum uh, that led to arcadeaid.com slash cheat code, uh, which was a page uh, that would hack, quote unquote, the, uh, the NCOM intranet and produce a username and password to log in. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. And you could, you would get like uh, an employee ID. So it would say like Alan Bradley, employee ID, string of letters and numbers, password, string of letters and numbers. Um, and you could actually uh, like access all of these logins. So like, People basically went on, like, the employees page on the NCOM website and were just, like, entering random names from the employees page to, like, see who they could hack and, like, get into their email. (laughs) (laughs) So they got into uh, Alan Bradley, Marcus Greenwald, Patricia Jardley, Willa Fuhrer, and Kurt Hardington. (laughs) What a list of names. Kurt Hardington, whose internet password is good teeth, great hair. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of uh, a more secure password. Uh, To be fair, Marcus Greenwald's is 12345654321. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, And they were able to, through like the, uh, through the inboxes, they were able to get to a remote, de- like, quote-unquote, remote access version of Kurt Hardington's uh, computer desktop. This is fun. I like this. Yeah. Uh, so Kurt Hardington was the NCOM CEO, uh, and they got into his, like, remote desktop, and they found a bunch of stuff. They found uh, notes to self, uh, consult accountant re-yacht write-off, Renew Cigar of the Month Club membership. Wheatgrass. Price jet skis for possible Lake Como trip. Buy <laughs> gift for Faith's V-Day. Or maybe just a card. Pay kitchen staff. <laughs> uh, they found a spreadsheet of uh, expenses, including new watch, sparkling water, and personal dinner. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Personal dinner, $3,250. My family is dying. Please help. <laughs> oh, that better be a good sloppy steak. <laughs> New watch, $870. Sparkling water. Notes, water for clients. Kept at home office, $425. Ethics training, $1,500. Office art, $17,000. Jesus. This man is doing, like, extra hardcore embezzling, I think. Mm -hmm. This is the guy that's blaming all the stealing on Kevin Flynn. He was like, all right, well, thank God a guy got sucked into a computer, so I had an off-ramp, but... They also found a uh, a slideshow of branding strategies, which is exactly as funny as you think it is. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, this slide says global brand dominance rests on these pillars of success, diversification, efficiency, technology, market growth, research and dev, plus branding. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, it's just a bunch of like charts and stuff talking about like how satisfied people are with their like current products and branding, uh, people saying like they're their logo and packaging feel old fashioned and look sinister. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there were some, uh, there was a letter from a law firm, uh, saying that, uh, they had looked over Alan Bradley's NCOM contract and found that it was airtight. Uh, whatever loopholes you were seeking just don't exist in this document. Not to put too fine a point on it, but his position at the company is almost more stable than yours. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, alright. Yeah. Uh, they found something called Verbisware Software Suite, uh, that had, like, system chat, web browser, uh, word processor, stock updates... Uh, system chat was a recorded, uh, video chat with someone named Celia, where she gave Kurt the idea to kind of, like, use, uh, Alan Bradley as a figurehead to, like, reduce, uh, Flynn's quote-unquote street cred. (laughs) Um. The gamers, they just like him too much. Uh, there was also a, a logged text chat with Alan Bradley uh, that kind of established that, like, NCOM got a bunch of good press because uh, Alan went to Scandinavia for a climate change uh, summit <laughs> uh, because he had been, like, invited as an emissary of uh, responsible corporate practice. <laughs> of course. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, they were they were able to access this, like, clearly evil CEO's remote desktop, which was fun. Hell yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> I like this a lot. It is. Uh, more threads went up on the secret forum on the 30th. Uh, they found a actual interview on IGN with Alan Bradley, which is a fun tie-in. <laughs> um... And it had people being like, oh, it's it's really cool that, like, Alan Bradley is, like, so conscious of, like, the environment and, like, cares about the climate change. And, like, he's so rad. And there was also a thread uh, called NCOM Press Conference. Are you there? Uh, and had, like, people on the, on the secret forums talking about, like, we should do a cool prank on the income press conference. Uh, I'm going to be there and like, we're, we're going to do something to refocus attention on Kevin Flynn. <laughs> uh, and there was, <laughs> there was another thread that was like, uh, just her for a friend. That income event is bigger than we thought. So are we still on? Definitely. But we should tread lightly. Alan Bradley deserves our respect. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. 
Um, and there were, like, threads of people talking about how they were, like, using their fake badges to, like, get onto NCOM campus. Um, and there was one that said meetup in effect, uh, that established that the Flynn Lives crew was going to meet up, uh, right across from where the event was supposed to be, uh, about two hours beforehand. Uh, and it said, bring your income badges if you have them. If not, come anyway. We need as many people as we can get to help. Uh, and farther down the thread, uh, it said, uh, how can we help? Does everyone need an income badge? I think there will be a VIP section for income employees, so badges needed for that. But the event is open to the general public. We just need to get some of our members closer to the stage ready for action. We're going to interrupt their press announcement and get their attention big time. Spread the word to all the new Flynn Lives recruits and see who can come. We need all the help we can get. Cool. Yeah. I like this kind of big in-person so, thing. Yeah, I think it's fun. Um, so yeah, there was, uh, they were, they were planning this, uh, this big protest for April 2nd for, uh, the, the press event going on in San Francisco. Um, the Flynn Lives homepage also, uh, posted a, like a, a new kind of offshoot page called Operation Tron, which had all the details of the meetup, um, which basically was like, hey, make signs and bring them to the meeting. Like, tell your friends to come. Print out our flyers. Um, we're all gonna, like, wear our Flynn Lives shirts and, like, march and get really loud and, like, not let them ignore that we're there. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, so the press event was on April 2nd. Um... They actually did like the the big press announcement in like a plaza in San Francisco, which is very fun. <laughs> uh, the pre meeting gathering got together, um, and they were they were given instructions on like how they were supposed to infiltrate the the conference. Uh, they were split into different teams with different missions. Uh, one was to distract security. One was rush the stage and present the message from Flynn Lives to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> one was get Flynn Lives Media to the contact in the tech booth to replace the NCOM logos. And the, and the last one was spread support for Kevin Flynn through the regular crowd before Team 2 takes the stage. <laughs> uh, the press conference was like, Alan came on stage and was like introduced. He introduced his wife. Uh, he praised Kevin Flynn uh, and announced that uh, NCOM was going to put out a... Uh, a online version of Kevin Flynn's game Space Paranoids called Space Paranoids Online uh, that had like the full unaltered code plus uh, 15 original never before released levels that like Kevin Flynn had designed but never released. Hey, uh, now um, we're, we're, our company line is that this guy got sucked into this video game. Y'all want to play it? <laughs> Yeah, y'all want to play the video game that he got sucked into? Like, think about how <laughs> sick this game has to be if a guy got sucked into it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, <laughs> the, the wiki says, 
here's the so after this events got a little shady here's the actual order of events followed by intended order of events <laughs> oh you love to hear it uh, so the actual order of events was uh alan completed his speech with nothing more to say uh, followed by Christy, who is a representative of MCOM, returning to say that they were having some technical difficulties. All were led off stage, and Christy returned, only to be interrupted by Team 2, who barged on stage in support of Flynn, while the stage display was hacked with Flynn Lives graphics. At the end, a helicopter buzzed the stage, and a parachutist jumped. Uh, inside the parachute was an 89 logo. The parachute has landed behind the stage and nothing more occurred. The audience was effectively dismissed. <laughs> um, it was believed that the intended order of events uh, were that uh, Alan's speech would actually be interrupted by the helicopter and the parachutist who would land behind the stage meet with the Flynn Lives team, and then make the speech all gathered in support on stage. But I guess the helicopter showed up late. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I bet you run into, like, issues with, like... I assume... Okay, hi. I run a helicopter rental company. My job is mostly to, like, be at a location so that people can say, wow, look, a helicopter... I assume that like you run into a problem where like these companies are not designed to do like film shoot levels of choreography, you know? Yeah. So like, or it's like, yeah, I'll be there when I'm there, but like, I don't know that I can guarantee that I will show up at exactly 1242 on the dot as you're finishing up your big speech. Uh huh. <laughs> There's currents and shit I got to deal with. <laughs> yeah. Kestrels. Oh man. But that's incredible. Uh, it's it's so good. I love that they had a guy parachute out of a helicopter. And the rules. <laughs> be like this dude is in a video game. <laughs> so also on March thirtieth, uh, Kent Hardington's desktop uh, updated. Uh, he had a text chat with Alan Bradley about the upcoming press conference. Um, where Hardington was like, we shouldn't bring up Kevin Flynn during the press conference. Like, this is just about our new product. Like, let's not talk about him. Uh, and Alan Bradley was like, I, this seems like a bad idea. Like, Encom never apologized for how things played out in 1990. Uh, like, maybe you want to clear things up at the press conference, cancel your travel plans, give a little speech about how wrong it was to abandon the search and throw Flynn under the bus. <laughs> Uh, he also had a uh, travel confirmation to uh, a ski resort he was going to with his wife uh, during the press conference, apparently, uh, and some new notes to self that included, buy deluxe pet carrier for princess, settle out of court with pedestrian who ran into my car, finish paint job for RV, get $1 bills to tip bellhops or maybe quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Um, incredible. On, uh, on, like, the, the next couple days, uh, like, April 4th through, like, the, like, the 6th, um, a user called 89forever, uh, made a couple posts, um, say, uh, and the first one was, like, a POV video of, like, 
the parachutist jumping out of the helicopter uh, and like NPCs of the forum said, no way, is that really you, Sam? Yeah, that's him. I recognize the screen name. Hey, Sam. Cool video. We hear you, Sam. Do what you've got to do. Um, and someone was like, 89, where'd you get the chopper? And someone else said, he's the major shareholder at NCOM. Inherited that title was his dad from his dad. I'm guessing it wasn't too difficult for Sam to borrow their bird on the sly. <laughs> um, establishing that this is, uh, Kevin Flynn's son, Sam Flynn, who had jumped out of the helicopter. And is that? And is posting on the forums. Is that the main character from Tron Legacy? Yes. Am I remembering that he right? Is, yeah, yeah, he's the main character in Tron Legacy. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> um and there were some posts about from uh there there are some posts with like Zach from the um arcade repair site like talking about how like this like event reminded him of like around when like Kevin Flynn disappeared like Encom was smearing his name in the press um, people found a bunch of, like, articles of, uh, about, like, Sam doing stunts in the past couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and being like, whoa, this guy has been, like, weirdly base jumping around San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was also discovered on the 7th uh, that the Encom internet had gone on lockdown. Uh, if you tried to access it, it would bring up a message that said, uh, access infraction, you have entered a password that's no longer valid. We recently purged the system of users who were attempting to hack into various executives' internet pages. This is a serious offense. If you have any information as to the identities of these individuals, you should immediately forward the information to the appropriate supervisor. However, if you are an executive who has accidentally entered an old password, please accept our apologies for the inconvenience. Our technical staff will coordinate with your assistants to reestablish your access with no further disruption. <laughs> <laughs> um and on april 15th the encom site was updated with some information uh about the on uh space paranoids online and the there was like a little trailer put up for the website which is very cute cool yeah um Oh man, that isn't one of the archive sites, I guess. Um, yeah, so you could you could like go to the Encom site and see a uh, a little trailer for Space Paranoids online. Uh, there was also a topic put up on the forums on the seventeenth that said Sam needs us. Just been pondering a lot of the stuff we've been talking about here on the boards, and I think we should really reach out to Sam, wherever he is. Tell him that we saw him do his thing in San Francisco, getting thrown around in those crazy winds. He doesn't need to resort to these dangerous stunts to get the world's attention. We need to show our solidarity before it's too late. Sometimes you take crazy risks when you think nobody cares. I know this from personal experience. There's no harm in showing our support, right? We should convey all the cool stuff that we've been doing in the name of his father. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone that I want to hear from less than anyone that approaches me is like, "Hey, I'm a huge fan of your dad." Yeah. 
Uh, there's also a thread put up that said, okay, then let's find Sam. Uh, and there was a page added to floydlibs.com called Sam Tracker. Oh, goody. <laughs> awesome. Audience, please uh, never so- create a website with an Andrew tracker on it. A, it's going to be very boring. It's today, Andrew sat in his basement and recorded a podcast. Uh, but also, if Andrew ever gets sucked into a video game like 20 years later, you can make a, a website to track his assumed my, child. My son, yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and so if you, uh, like, NPCs on the forums had been, like, uh, like posting newspaper articles about, like, Sam... Um, and, like, one mentioned, like, that he had graduated from, uh, Wellminster Academy. Um, and if you went to wellminsteracademy.com, you could search their student database and find Sam in there. Ooh. Is it a real place? No, it's not a real, it's not a real school. (laughs) Uh, you, you could also find, uh, documents about his, uh, <laughs> about incidents that had occurred with him in school, uh, including fighting and destruction of school property <laughs> and excessive speed on motorcycle in parking lots. Hell yeah. This is truly a, uh, marketing company that has received a trailer that shows this guy riding a motorcycle and they're like, all right, that's what this guy's about. <laughs> Uh, and there was an update uh, that said students' extracurricular activities in the aforementioned Amazon Capoeira group has had a measurable impact on his behavioral patterns. He now faces confrontation with common reason, allowing his social skills to flourish. Sorry, Capoeira? Yeah. Capoeira. <laughs> yeah. You're trying to tell me that uh, that uh, Sam knows uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the dance yep. fighting. Uh-huh. I don't believe that was in the movie. <laughs> I, <laughs> it would have been a way more interesting movie if that weird, was true. <laughs> what a weird technical martial art to say your guy practices. So here's the thing. Uh, on the Sam tracker, it said, if you discover his location, enter it in the field provided. Uh, and you could enter Brazil. Uh, and it, you would get a message that said, Brazil is a pretty big place. We'll need the specific location if we're going to contact Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and you could enter Amazon Capoeira and say, and it would say, sounds like Sam is having an adventure in the BR. But do you know exactly where we could find this Amazon Capoeira school? God. See- and you could go to the actual website. I guess this was an in-game site for AmazonCapoeira.com.br and it was all in Spanish and it said where their uh <laughs> where their school was <laughs> donde esta sam flynn <laughs> and it said that their school was in rio fiamente and you could put that in and uh you would get a message that said you were right on the money sam was in rio fiamente brazil i've made contact with the flynn lives member near there and he just scoped out the capoeira school for us looks like we just missed sam but check out what he found uh and it would give you a link to uh unlock samflynn.com capoeira is such a distinct martial art that it's so wild to just blindly say that a character knows capoeira 
Like you could say like you could say this guy knows karate or this guy knows uh uh Krav Maga or something like that. And people would just be like, okay, he knows how to fight, but they wouldn't know like specific moves. To mm-hmm. say capoeira is such a if you know capoeira, it's like fighting using like hip hop dance moves. Mm-hmm. It's 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 what the dude from Samurai Champloo does, except with a sword. It's wild. I'm I'm not gonna think about anything else with this episode except for the fact that I've s i have could have gotten a Tron guy that knows Capoeira and instead I got just the blandest white bread of a dude. I I feel like this is kind of a unique to arg problem where it uh they made the they made the character too interesting in the arc. Yeah, and then we have to watch him in the movie, and he's like, well, shucks, I'm just an old town country boy. You're like, no, you're not. You know Capoeira. <laughs> it's so funny, because, like, they must have been kind of coming off of Batman planning this, right? Like, Batman came out in 2008. I... I feel like I, I understand where some of the impulses to, like, make very interesting characters came from. <laughs> yeah. God. What a what a weird thing. I'm going to be sitting with this for a little while now. You go, ahead, you go ahead and you keep going. I'm just going to sit here on this one. Holy shit. Sam Flynn is in Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Tron's a level in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2? So I knew that, but I didn't know that there's a Tron Legacy level in Dream Drop Distance where Riku goes to to Tron and Sam is there and they experience the events of Tron Legacy, except also Riku is there. Yeah, he knows Capoeira. (laughs) You unlock Capoeira form. Holy shit. Okay, so... So uh all all of this all of this shit with the capoeira and whatnot, uh once they found the town in Brazil, they got uh unlocksamflynn.com, uh which showed a little video of like the Flynn Lives operative like walking through the Capoeira school, uh and then it would freeze on a uh close-up of Sam's locker at the school. And you could turn the combination lock on the site, uh, but people did not know what the combo was yet. And so they uh, had to kind of branch out to find this code. And they found that the Encom intranet had gotten updated with more emails and updates for people with Group 7 clearance, which was like everyone who had a fake badge. Um, okay. One of them talked about the McClaskey airstrip, uh, which led them to McClaskeyairstrip.com, uh, which was a airstrip tailored to flying CEOs, uh, that offered pilot training. Uh, and its website linked out to, <laughs> Jesus Christ, thank you. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to just... <laughs> interrupt you. <laughs> it's good really good though andrew just sent me a photo of uh sam flynn and riku in tron costumes <laughs> and the uh so the airstrip site linked out to a website called perfect parachutes 
that offered custom-made shoots, uh, which was the site that uh, uh, made Sam's, like, custom 89 parachute. And if you called the phone number on their site, uh, it would refer you to Dumont Shipping, uh, which was a subsidiary of Encom, uh, which players found at DumontShipping.com. You could log in with your badge ID and enter their shipping page. uh, And you could see that there had been a shipment to Brazil the day after the press conference, uh, that was number uh, 273824. And through that, uh, they found that 273824 was the locker combination. Cool. Which is crazy that they made all of those professional websites for just like a one-off little code hunt. Yeah. But I guess they have the budget to do that. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. God, living the dream. Living the dream, baby. Uh, so they they found the uh, they found the code. They opened the locker. Uh, it uh, had a Flynn Lives poster. It had two pictures of Sam practicing capoeira. There we fucking go. Oh my god! I think this is the actual actor. Hold on. They like made him do a photo shoot. Or. Does the actor just know Capoeira? And they were just like, no, no, no. We're not going to do Hold that on, in this Garrett movie. Garrett Headland, Capoeira. No, he learned Capoeira for Tron Legacy. I feel like I would remember this dude doing Capoeira in a Tron costume. <laughs> I, I, I feel like now I'm just like, have I seen this movie? I, I mean, I haven't seen it in so long that you could fucking tell me whatever happens in it. Hold on, let me let me real quick look up a fight scene from Sean Legacy. I'm that's what I'm doing right now. Are you also watching the scene that has Daft Punk just in it? Yep, the bar fight. Yep. Uh-huh. I only remember one scene from Sean Legacy, and it's a bar fight. Yeah, and it's the scene because it rules. Yeah, it's Olivia Wilde. Notably not using capoeira. So far, he's kind of just fighting, and he kind of sucks at it. Yeah. I forgot this dude has a laser gun cane. It's awesome. Yeah, he doesn't really do a lot of fighting in this scene. You think this guy'd be more in this fight for a dude that knows capoeira? <laughs> Should we rewatch Tron Legacy? Should that be our next Meteoric Analysis? I don't want it to be. But also, there are parts of this that actually kind of rule for a movie that I remember is just kind of sucking. Yeah, should we, like, do a full reassessment of Tron Legacy? The death effects are cool. They're pretty cool. We should do Once Missed Wonders, except instead of being, like, good movies we've missed, it's just like, hey, let's relitigate C movies. <laughs> I agree. Let's relitigate Tron Legacy. I think this has to be our next meteor analysis. Although we do have uh we do have Hellboy 2 banked for meteor analysis as well if we want to watch a good movie. Yeah. So <laughs> So yeah, in, in his locker, uh there were pictures of himself practicing Capoeira, um, uh, which I now believe are are 
probably photos of the actor training for this movie, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Uh, there is a video camera, some books, uh, a shirt, and an NCOM badge. Uh, there was an MP3 player and little, like, 89 and Space Paranoid stickers. Uh, the Flynn Lives poster uh, linked out to the Flynn Lives website. The NCOM badge le- linked to the NCOM site. Uh, the video camera um, played a little clip of Sam in the locker room uh, greeting uh, the Flynn Lives gang and saying... That he appreciated them keeping his dad alive in the public eye and causing problems for NCOM, uh, but also saying that he didn't really want to pursue leads on his dad uh, for fear of too too much disappointment. Um, the one of the books uh, you could click on, and it was called Digital Gaming uh, by Kevin Flynn. Uh, and it opened to a chapter called The Future of World Building and Design, um, which, like, talked a little bit about, like, programming space paranoids. Uh, you could also, there was also a photo tucked inside of it of, uh, Sam as a child in front of a Tron arcade machine, uh, and it had a date written on the back, uh, 42188, uh, and there, were a couple, like, characters of text that were, like, underlined, and if you put the letters together, uh, they spelled NCOM International slash Space Paranoids Online, uh, and that was how people found, uh, the page for Space Paranoids Online. Uh, it had the logo, um, like a, a couple little animations and a countdown clock, uh, for when space paranoids would go online. Um, you could also click on Sam's MP3 player and it would just cycle through Daft Punk songs, <laughs> <laughs> which is great in that, like, obviously Daft Punk is very cool. Uh, also great in that it implies that Daft Punk exists in the world of Tron and also inside the game. (laughs) (laughs) So now I remember the level from the level, the Tron level in Kingdom Hearts is called Space Paranoids. Is that the name of the game that Flynn got sent to? I believe so. Okay. Um, and on... I do think they should have had a moment in Tron Legacy where, uh, in the bar, Sam was like, what the fuck, Daft Punk is here? (laughs) That's just Daft Punk. At some point, Riku should have turned and said, is that Daft Punk? (laughs) I don't believe that Riku listens to Daft Punk, but I do think that Sora does. That's my hot take. Riku only listens to Three Days Grace. <laughs> <laughs> so on May 1st, uh, everyone who uh, took part in the Sam Tracker Trail uh, got a package from Flynn Lives. Uh, it had a little note thanking them for helping to find Sam. Uh, and a couple 89 stickers alongside an 89 pin and a Space Paranoids pin. Okay. Uh, on May 6th, uh, the countdown to Space Paranoids Online was up, and it 
actually let you in to play a browser-based version of Space Paranoids. Uh, and players quickly found that at certain points inside the game, uh, you could drive through a wall and discover hidden rooms uh, that had a barcode inside of them. Cool. Yeah. Um, every Every level, I believe, or... Yeah, so there were... 15 levels, uh, every single one had, like, a, a secret barcode hidden, um, and the players actually mapped out where all of these secret walls were that you could drive through, um, and the wiki that we're using that we'll link in the show notes, um, has every single level map. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, in case, in case anyone ever needs it. <laughs> <laughs> apparently one, apparently one player, uh, even made like a 3D map of uh, of one of the levels, which is very cool. <laughs> uh, and on the on the secret forum, uh, one of the like NPC forum members uh, revealed that he used to work at Encom, uh, but after he got fired, he snuck away with a old work server of Kevin Flynn's. Uh, but he could only gain access to basic entry, so he posted like a mirror of the server online at helloflynn.com. And the players started to find that uh, they could decode the barcodes uh, that were hidden in the game and they could enter those codes into the server and get hidden files that were like blueprints and concepts of light cycles and like, other vehicles in the Tron world and just kind of like little bits of concept art, which is very fun. That is fun. I like that. It is. Yeah. I like, uh, I like doing, I, I like when, uh, movies do little things like this that like let players see concept art that is like for the movie, but has kind of like a, a story reason for them to find it basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, on May 13th, uh, there was a new post on the secret forum basically saying like, hey, we're going to go underground to like plan our next moves against NCOM and like, you won't hear from us for a little bit. Uh, so we're laying low and we won't be able to get you any new like badges and just like hang tight. Um, and also the NCOM internet was, uh, shut down for maintenance uh, it said uh, they were currently restructuring and cannot be accessed at this time. Okay. So basically, game is on pause. Uh, phase four started on June thirtieth, uh, and people started getting in the mail NCOM postcards, uh, depicting classic games by NCOM such as Arc Wars, Astro Gunner, Space Paranoids, and Circuit Circles. Ooh, I love Circuit Circles. <laughs> and each uh or Circuit Cycles, sorry. That's what I meant too. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> and uh each postcard has like a little had a little box on the reverse that if you put it under a black light it revealed a bunch of dots. Okay. And if you took all six in uh, of the unique postcards and you lined up the dots on all of them, uh, it got you... It, it kind of, like, formed into letters uh, that 
players were having trouble deciphering because it was basically like using a bunch of disparate dots to pull letters together. Uh, but they kind of drew it out and realized that it was uh, ncomgames.jp. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it apparently took them almost two weeks to figure this out. Oh, damn. <laughs> because the first round of postcards came out on June 30th, and they did not find the website until July 12th. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Uh, which took them to the uh, the Encom uh, Japanese homepage, uh, which had circuit like, playable circuit cycles on it. Oh, fun. Um, and that's, I assume, is basically had, the like light cycles games, right? Yeah, it was like a, a little game where you drive around a light cycle. Um, you there were thirty two levels total, uh, and you could get badges for uh, completing all of them. Okay. And the fourth one that you got, uh, circuit the Circuit Pro badge, uh, contained flashing blocks uh, that spelled out letters. Uh, and they spelled identity raid. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. And uh, when this was found, it was just a countdown to July 22nd at 11.30 a.m. Pacific time, uh, which people figured out it ended during Comic-Con at the time of the Tron Legacy panel. <laughs> okay. Uh, and so once this ended... Uh, on the 22nd at 11.30 Pacific time. Uh, it had a link to a Flickr page called Program Undefined, which had 10 images, um, and also a link to a sub-page on the Flynn Live site uh, that displayed a fax-slash-email inbox. Hmm. Uh, and also the countdown turned into five little kind of like almost combination lock type guys, uh, that you could rotate and put digits into. Neat. Yeah. Um, and so the, the inbox had a logic puzzle and also a piece of what appeared to be Java code. Okay. And. There's so much happening on this page. Uh, the Flickr images, when you combined them, uh, had hidden images in them. Um, when I'm trying to understand how they figured out this puzzle, <laughs> they so there were ten images, and they each paired up with each other in a specific way. So it was it was five and five, um, and then. You had to, it would like show you a rotation symbol once you had paired them up, and that would tell you what, uh, like how to rotate the combination locks on the page. Um, and then it would ask you to log in to, uh, like your Flynn Lives profile, and it would give you a badge that said, Identity Raid, you have unlocked a data store. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, there was also a live event at um, Comic Con. Uh, the Operation Tron Twitter tweeted out uh, 
instructions that said, we'll be sending out location pairs via Twitter. When directed, proceed safely to the first designated location and photograph yourself next to the Tron artifact you find there. Photos must have... Photos must only have one person in them to qualify. Photos must clearly show your face. Rendezvous with the Flynn Lives operative waiting at the second location. Those who complete the mission earn access to an exclusive event. Neat. Um, and so they had to basically like go around the con. Uh, they were given like very specific locations that was like photo, photograph, like photograph yourself with this like poster of a yellow light cycle on this street and then proceed. Uh, to a different street. Um, and then, like, once people had done that, they would get, um, they would, like, tweet out, like, this, like, this poster is down. Here's the next coordinates. Um, and there were six locations in all. Um, people, uh, like, 30 sets of people got, like, little packets at each of them. Uh, which would give them a identity disc that contained a two gigabyte flash drive (laughs) (laughs) that they somehow fit a movie trailer on. (laughs) (laughs) Two gigs. I feel like, I feel like a movie trailer easily fits on that. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that you can find a two gigabyte flash drive nowadays. That's why I was surprised. This thing is so tiny. Like you could trip over to like just accidentally stumble on two gigabytes of data on anything yeah so they yeah so they got a a tiny flash drive that had the new trailer on it which i think released online at the same time uh and you got two wristbands to access a exclusive flynn's arcade event uh that night uh where you could go and uh explore like the flynn's arcade set uh flynn's lab and I believe, like, the club from Tron Legacy, which is fun. Um, the club had uh, coasters that had a phone number on them that you could call and get, like, the voicemail um, for the club. Um, and it also had some codes hidden around that you could enter on uh, HelloFlynn.com to get... Uh, some some extra little like photos and uh, and concept art, which is cute. Cool. Yeah. So that was Comic Con. Uh, phase five started in October, uh, October eighth. Uh, a puzzle was posted on the Flynn Lives Facebook page and Twitter, um, which was just a encoded URL. Uh, that led to tronnight2010.com, uh, which had, um, oh, okay, so it led to, so the URL that was hosted led to a link that had a bunch of zip files with Word documents in them, I guess. <laughs> uh, and each document had a, like, a, text art image of like a yes or no bit and then you had to convert the patterns of the bits to binary and then translate them to english which got you tronnight2010.com uh which had a ad basically saying like hey go see the first 20 minutes of tron legacy 
like we're showing these at IMAX theaters uh, in a couple weeks. Um, and like, here's all the event like locations and, and whatever else you need. Um, and tickets became available for free uh, on the site a couple days later. So people could get free tickets to like go see the beginning of Tron Legacy. See, that's, that's cool, um, but I, I wouldn't, it is. I wouldn't want to see the first 20 minutes of a movie. Yeah. Or make a trip out to a movie theater to see 20 minutes of a film. And frankly, it's Tron. It's the boring 20 minutes before he gets sucked into the movie, into the, into the game. Yeah. Come watch yeah, Sam Fred right. ride a motorcycle <laughs> and not do capoeira. <laughs> Now, now I really have to watch the movie and see if I can like spot him using capoeira. New media analysis. We watched the first this. twenty minutes of Tron Legacy <laughs> and determine if it's a good ARG prize or not. Oh my god! Uh, on October twenty second, uh, several weeks later, uh, Flynn Limbs updated with a blog post that said, "Get ready for the ultimate resurgence of Flynn Limbs. The endgame begins." You wouldn't be silenced. And now your voice is carrying across the world. Thousands of you mobilized in the streets of San Diego and uncovered compelling new evidence that Kevin Flynn is out there. We're closer than ever to finding him. Our message has reached critical mass. But publicity is a double-edged sword. It's difficult to remain stealthy when all eyes are upon you. We stayed underground as long as we could, but the passion for our cause has boiled over and the time for action has come. (laughs) Uh, Arcade Aid... Uh, updated with a extended game quiz map uh, that now had 167 games hidden in it. Jesus. Wild. I don't think this... I don't think the wiki has... <gasps> yes, it does! It has the extended poster! Oh, yeah. It's just the same poster, but with way more games, I okay, think. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> and you could uh, get three different badges for it uh, along with the promise of a reward in the mail uh, on the 28th uh, Tron Night 2010 took place uh, people got to see the first 23 minutes of the movie uh, and then some locations also had like Q&As with the creators and interviews um, most of the locations um, gave out like exclusive posters and like promo cards uh, on November 17th and in early November, uh, people started to get packages in the mail with little pins from Arcade Aid and a little note from Zach uh, saying like, hey, you found all 167 games. Good job. Um, Here's an achievement. <laughs> um, FlynnLimbs.com uh, also updated in November 2010. Um leading players to um another puzzle that like incorporated the game poster um which led the players to three different new websites <laughs> uh wild uh which were poptech75.com uh flynnfrontier.com and heideckerdesigns.com uh, which had a bunch of hidden codes that could be entered onto Hello Flynn, uh, that you could find, uh, 
audio logs from Kevin Flynn. Did they really get Jeff Bridges to record these? <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> I bet it's they got the uh, the same 3D model they used in Kingdom Hearts 2 of the fake Jeff oh, Bridges. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With like, uh-huh. I don't know, Jeremy Bridges, his brother doing the voices or whatever. Um, so you could find like audio logs and like some text files from Kevin Flynn talking about like his family and how much he loves his wife and also artificial artificial intelligence um and (coughs) saying that like he regrets digitizing his uh videos of his family uh he says the grid is a cold pseudo realm it's no place for people so loving as my family people don't belong there sam doesn't belong there (laughs) this is a weird turn yeah it's like i guess these are supposed to be like him talking from inside the grid and being like wow it's crazy that i like still have all these photos of my family in here (laughs) but i hate it but I hate I, being trapped I in here. I hate having my family here to look at. Also, I wish I could touch grass. <laughs> uh, there was on December 1st, uh, there was a new news post on FlynnLives.com that led to two different puzzles. Uh, one was a papercraft puzzle where uh, players were given a template for a papercraft bit, um, and they had to, or they were given two patterns, um, and they had to combine them in a specific way uh, to make letters appear on the final uh, product of the papercraft, which led them to slash epiphany, uh, which was the next puzzle, uh, which displayed a bunch of lines uh, from one of Kevin Flynn's books scrolling horizontally left and right, uh, and players found that they could actually select and delete the text as it was scrolling, hmm. um, and the remaining letters spelled out Digital Pulse, uh, which led them to flynnlives.com slash digital pulse, um, which had a countdown with uh, the hint of live events in 16 cities, retracing Kevin Flynn's 1980 book tour. Um, It had a hidden code uh, that could be entered on Hello Flynn to unlock an audio clip of Kevin Flynn saying, this will facilitate mass collaboration in a way that could change everything. Cool. That's a really neat puzzle. Yeah, and the like the little text on the page said, like, Kevin Flynn is out there. Uh, we need to summon our resources for one last push. Flynn was onto something. He was growing more paranoid by the hour during his final book tour. If we retrace the steps, maybe we could finally learn the truth. Hmm. And a week later, on December 8th, uh, 16 cities were revealed on the page. Uh, along with downloadable PDF instructions, um, which told uh, ground operatives in these 16 cities to uh, meet up with a Dumont shipping agent and sign for an anonymous package uh, that contained a special copy of one of Kevin Flynn's books called The Digital Frontier. Cool. And once they had done that, they had to... 
locate a uh, a Flynn Lives operative at like the the site of the event uh, to decode and supply a special numeric sim- sequence via laptop as a part of the digital pulse. Okay. Uh, and once all sixteen cities had done this, uh, the <laughs> Quote unquote, synchronized pulse punched a connection through to Flint's hardware and opened a communication portal that ultimately allowed a page to be sent. The page received by Alan Bradley in the Tron Legacy film itself. <laughs> that's neat. I don't remember that being a thing in the movie, but that's pretty cool. I also don't, but that's pretty cool. I, uh, I like um, the idea of like the world's tiniest DDoS attack lets you send a guy an email. And uh, everybody who participated got, like, Flynn Lives shirts and then pins and stuff. Um, and there was also a um, a little thing on the page that led players to a bonus page that announced uh, first come, first serve free screenings of Tron Legacy in 3D at a bunch of cities. And, uh, and then on December 13th, uh, the free screenings took place. And uh, everybody there was given Flynn Lives pins. And then the movie came out four days later on December 17th. Well, hell yeah. That's really cool. It is. Cool. Yeah. I Having an ARG that affects the movie is a really cool swing. I don't know that we've seen... We've seen, like, you meet the people at the party at uh, Cloverfield or whatever. But nothing that's ever, like... It'd feel wild to play this game and then watch that movie and say, like, I did that. Yeah, I was trying to think if they did that with The Dark Knight, but, like, not really. I mean, they had, like, oh, you're working for the Joker, like, you're doing crime, but, like, it didn't really affect... I don't I don't think it really affected anything in the actual movie. Well, and how, how digital Tron is, just as a concept, it's a lot easier yeah, to say, yeah. like, you hit a button on a computer and then in the you watch, like... Holy shit, this is the thing that happens when people hit a button on a computer. Like that that works a lot closer than just like I guess I coordinated a Joker attack. But uh-huh. That's a that's that's really cool. I like that connection. Oh, Sam also wears a Flynn Lives shirt in the movie. That's really cool. Well, of course he does. He was on the forum. <laughs> True. <laughs> that's really cool. Apparently oh, go ahead. That is really cool. Uh, I, oh, I was just gonna say, apparently there was a uh like a, a special feature on the Tron Legacy Blu-ray that uh, puts together like the full history of like the Flynn Lives movement and like establishes that it, it is like secretly funded by Alan Bradley, who like is one of the users on the secret forum. <laughs> <laughs> George Soros is funding Flynn Lives. <laughs> Oh, man. Wild. Did you know they're making a third Tron movie? I keep forgetting about that. Well, it's been about 20 years, right? That's the schedule? Yeah, apparently. (laughs) I mean, they've been saying for, like, years that they were going to make it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, fun. Uh, Marn, what do you say we we get into rating this one? What do you think about the story here? I like it. I think it's fun. I, I agree with you that it's, like, cool that they were able to tie it into the movie in such like a concrete way mm-hmm. yeah it's a we don't usually get this level of connection to stuff it's always kind of a 
let's kind of squint and pretend that we are here. But this one has a lot more, I guess when you're connecting something that happened 20 years ago to today, you can kind of fill in a lot more than just remember the Joker. Yeah. And like, like, I I mean, like you said, it's cool that like, because Tron is so digital, like it is very easy to kind of like let the players feel like they are actually like manipulating the story in a in a concrete way Mm -hmm. yeah i i i like this it's a really fun really cool look at a at a maran i said at the beginning of the episode i'm now a tron fan here we are (laughs) there are dozens of us baker's dozens there are dozens of us what do you think about the puzzles here maran i think they're cool i once again think it's crazy that they like did a bunch of websites and web domains just like for a single part of a single puzzle mm-hmm. i i like it i like i i like for two entertainment's puzzles i like when they do like the crazy like go out and do something in your city and then like light up a dot on our website shit. i yeah i like that a lot i think it's really cool that they are able to take advantage of this you know, national or even international campaign that they've got going on to really say like, it's, it's, this this is alternate reality. Like we are getting out into reality and doing this. It's not all in the computer, which I like a whole lot. You know, the kids are, they're on their dang phones, but 42 entertainment says, what if you touched grass? And I really like that. Yeah. RIP 42 entertainment. Yeah. I clicked on the, uh, I went to their website and I clicked their like contact page and they have a Google map. And when I clicked it, the uh, the address they gave, the image was literally a bulldozer knocking down a building. So, oh God. <laughs> literally RIP 42 Entertainment. Uh, and what do you think about the, uh, how, how well is this one maintained, Marn? How much are you able to access? What are we looking at? Um, there is, so I'm using the, the Wikibruce site, uh, which has... Pretty full documentation, and some of the websites are mirrored, but not all of them. So that's where we're okay. at. Well, still, that's that's a whole lot for a website or for a for an arg with this many websites attached to it. Yeah, true. It's not like as thorough as as the Dark Knight, where like that has its own website where you can like click through and see literally everything ever. Uh, in like chronological order, but yeah, it's it's pretty thorough. Cool. Well, I I think that's gonna do it for uh, for Flynn lives. Uh, before we head out today, you got any recommendations for us, Martin? Yeah, um, Andrew, have you heard of a movie called Batman Ninja? Uh, is this? I know Batman of Shanghai. Is this similar to that? So I had not heard of this movie until last week. Uh, when my brother-in-law was like, have you seen the, like, Japanese animated Batman movie where he, like, goes back to feudal Japan and all of his enemies also, like, become, like, crime bosses in feudal Japan as to fight them? And I was like, no, that sounds like the coolest thing ever made. I want to watch that. And then we did. Um, (laughs) it fucking rips. This looks incredible. (laughs) It's Awesome. I I wish it wasn't this like 3D style, but so it so it's the 3D style, but there are like a lot of the like background art and like there are some like interstitial sequences that are done like 
Japanese like block printing and like watercolors. This looks sick. It's fucking crazy. I liked it so much. I said, I literally said out loud the word awesome like 60 times over the course (laughs) of the movie because it was the only way I could express how I was feeling. Um, Yeah, the the plot is that like Gorilla Grodd makes a time machine that like accidentally sends, um, it's like Batman all five of the of the robins uh the joker harley quinn the penguin poison ivy deathstroke and two-face and catwoman uh like back in time into feudal japan and like by the time batman wakes up it's like been two years and like the villains are all like lords and like have armies and shit (laughs) Did did it's awesome. so? Were, were they all in the same room, or did the guy? Yeah, yeah, they're they're they were like all vaguely in the same area, I guess. Everyone's hanging out, grabbing dinner, and then the a gorilla machine. shows up and shoots him with the time machine. Yeah, it's not super important. Okay, oh yeah. <laughs> what is super important is that all of the robins ride horses that also have robin masks. And uh, Red Hoods has a Red Hood mask. God. <laughs> it's awesome. This sounds great. Everyone go watch Batman Ninja. Batman colon Ninja? Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. It's uh, You can watch it, like, subbed. Because it was, it was originally made in Japanese, so you can watch it subbed. There's also a dub that has, like, a bunch of the, like, actual Batman voice actors... Plus, like, some some guys. They got, like, Yuri Lowenthal to come voice uh, Jason Todd, which is great. <laughs> I don't know that I could take Sasuke Robin seriously. Yeah, that's my recommendation for the week. Go watch Batman Ninja. I, I mentioned this to Blake last night. I was like, Have you, like, do you know about this? And they were like, I just, like, assumed that you had watched that years ago, because that seemed, like, so up your alley. I'm so sorry I should tell you about it sooner. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my recommendation, I have been watching... Um, I signed up for a free trial of everyone's favorite uh, 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 streaming website, uh, MGM+, Plus, a oh. website that exists... Uh, and I did this because there is a new show that I've heard about from a couple different people called From. Oh, I watched like the first four episodes of that and really enjoyed it and then kind of forgot to watch the well, rest. If you sign up for MGM Plus, you can find uh, the first two seasons. Um, I So the show is a uh, it's one of the it's like a horror mystery box show, which is. Uh, typically shows like Lost don't delve too deep into like horror stuff. I find this one is like, mm-hmm. no, there's a weird town. People show up in it. Um, when, when you show up, you don't know how to get out. You, you try to drive away and you just kind of like drive back into town Pac-Man style. Um, also out in the woods, uh, every night there are uh, monsters disguised as people who will walk up to windows and just try to nab anyone who's out after night. Um, and just horrifically rip them to shreds, I should say. Um, the show though, takes the point of view of like a group of people who have been in this town for a long time and like have protocols in place to bring people into the city and like 
deal with these monsters. Like it's it's not like a much worse version of this is done like Lost, where everyone shows up on an island at the same time and they have to like figure out everything happening. Mm-hmm. This show is very much like, hey, there's a fucked up town. We all know what's up. Oh, you wanna you wanna try and learn where we are? Sure, you can keep looking. A lot of us have already been trying to look, so like we'll help you out if we can. But like, yeah, I went through that phase too. Um, it's a really it's a really neat dark show that I'm I'm liking a lot. I just wrapped up the first season. Uh, the first season hits with a twist that I wasn't expecting, and I really like how they're setting up season two going forward. So, ooh, I gotta finish it. I think. I think what happened was we started watching it while it was airing and then like ran out of episodes mm, to watch. I could see that. So I got to go back to it. Yeah, it's 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 cool. It's uh it's a little dark, a little uh surprisingly gory at times. Um but I'm I'm liking it a lot. Yeah, I I remember it being pretty gory. Uh but yeah, that's that's my recommendation. A, a show called From, which I is a terrible name for a show. Yeah, I, like, had been meaning to watch it. Like, when we started it, I had been meaning to watch it for, like, weeks, and I legitimately kept forgetting what the title was <laughs> and, like, could not look it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I should say, speaking of Lost and being a Lost, like, uh, uh, Harold Perinio? I don't I realize, I don't know that I've ever actually said his name out loud, uh, but uh, uh, Michael from Lost is the one of the leads in the show, and he's really good in it. He yeah he is like fantastic. He's the uh, the sheriff who like knows what the fuck he's doing and like how to help people. I don't know. It's really cool hearing like when people come in and they're just like yeah no like you're having the three classic responses to this like yeah no sure you go mm-hmm. ahead and take your notes and try to solve the mystery of where we are. Uh, I'm gonna go farm. Uh, I got shit to do around town. So let me know when you've got your questions and I'll help out. Yeah, I like that. It's a, a lot. it's a it's a neat tone to take with a show like this. Yeah. I love I love a scary mystery mm-hmm. show that is done well. <laughs> <laughs> this one is uh, what if a fucked up town looked at you? Yeah, that's the best kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think that that's gonna do it for us. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so. We're di- we're God, we're still on Twitter. We're together at Argonauts Pod. Otherwise, you can find us individually. I am at co-host Sherms. I am at Corpse Survivors. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by checking us out and everything else we do at moonshotpods.com. That'll link you to our Patreon as well as all the other shows here on the Moonshot Network. Uh, Give us a follow. Find some other shows that you like. We we run ads at the beginning and end of every episode, but uh, maybe you'll see a show on there that you like. We have a lot of them, and they're all pretty good. So, (laughs) you know, there's got to be something out there you like. (laughs) Andrew and I are even on some of them. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, check us out at Moonshot Network. And uh, yeah, all in all, should be a good time. But uh, I think that that's going to do it for us. So until next time, well, that's ARGS, baby. Mm-hmm.